This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast, podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. It's a season three. All love, no fear podcast. Episode twenty-three. All love, no fear podcast. What? 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 Shuba duba duba do. Shaba daba daba dab. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode 23 of the All Love No Fear Podcast. It is officially 2021. We have made it. Glory to the most high. Ja. Rastafari. Well, not Rastafari, but, you know, I feel like people say Ja Rastafari together. I just went with it in the moment. Um you know, shout out to all my Rastafarian people. Love y'all. Y'all cool. Um, but yes, giving all honor to God, who is the head of my life. Um, <laughs> thank you for bringing me into 2021. Crazy. We we a few days in. The foolishness has already begun. Um, I was just thinking earlier today. Oh, you know, it's really been a quiet couple of days. Thought too soon. Because show enough. An hour after I had that thought. Here came the shenanigans. Well, we're going to talk about it here today. Okay. But happy new year, everyone. Happy 2021. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Word, 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 word. Um, everything's good. Everything's good. Um, no complaints here. Word. Um, so I, I actually did the tradition, the new year's Eve tradition of cleaning the house furiously, um, before midnight. I did not do the black eyed peas and, and greens. Cause I don't know nothing about that, but um, in one of my group chats with one of my friends, like I realized I'm the only non African American in the group, so they was all like, "Oh yeah, I'm making my black eyed peas. What kind of greens you making? Oh, I'm making collard greens. Oh, I'm making spinach." And I'm just like, "I'm just gonna watch night services. That's that's all I got." Um, I <laughs> like I just I'm not familiar with this tradition. I think this is the first time I ever heard about it, the black eyed peas and the and the greens. And I'm like, I never seen Mark or his family do it. So I really was just like, I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah. I, 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 and I, 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 I started we, um, looking into it and I realized like after going on social media, that it's like an actual thing. But I was like, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. We used to do it when my grandmother was alive. Okay. Um, we used to go, go over there and do that. Um, I guess we stopped doing it since then. Yeah, I have no, I don't, I don't recall y'all ever doing this. If y'all ever did it, I just never saw. But I was just like, I don't know what they talk about. I said, all I know is go to church, honey. That's all I got. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna stick to what I know. Yeah. I don't want to be like when people who be trying traditions they don't know nothing about. They're not connected to and just be bringing extra stuff into their life. Yeah. I'm gonna just do what it's, I know. It's not, it's not the night of. It's usually the day of when we stop by after. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's not like. New Year's Eve, like, Happy New Year, Black Eyed Peas. It's like <laughs> New Year's Day. <laughs> New Year's Day, you go. When you, when you like that dinner of New Year's Day. Okay, gotcha. 
Gotcha. Because I know the Haitians got the soup jumu. Like they they make a soup every every year, every New Year. I don't know if it's because of a New Year thing or if it just happens to coincide with their Independence Day. So like I know that's the thing because all the Haitians on my timeline was like, but where the soup jumu at though? So um, I seen it. But beyond that, I'm not aware of any other like specific New Year's traditions. So I was just kind of like, what people talking about? What's this? I don't. mm." First of all, I don't like black eyed peas. So that's that's where you lost me. That's that's probably the first part. And I don't particularly enjoy collard greens either. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that that sounds really cool. But shout out to the people that did it. I hope that this year brings you all the good vibes, prosperity and all that jazz that you're hoping for. And real quick, right before New Year's hit, um, it was announced. It happened previously, but MF Doom passed away. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah. Apparently, he passed away in October. In October, and yes. they kept it like super, super, super down low. They kept it so because no one, a lot of people didn't know who he was because he always wore a mask. He always had his face covered. Well, that is that is that is true. That is true. But you know, when when a public figure passes, you you think that usually the news yeah. comes out a lot faster. Because when I read the thing, I said, "Does that say October thirty first? Yeah, I had to go back and read it again. Like, huh? And it's probably easier to do that during the pandemic, also. True, you're true. Just home. Like, yeah, people like you. Be like, if you don't go out, people are not confused by you. Don't go. Oh, you're not going out because it's a pandemic, right? So right. like, you cannot. You can people can be passed away at how at home, and no one's really like has a second thought about it. Yeah, that's about true. Why they, why they don't see you. Right. And I think, you know, I think it's it's a good thing because the family, uh, the families, it gets a chance to kind of deal with their feelings and planning the uh, planning, the planning, the uh, funeral and things like that without having to worry about um, people being in the mix and, you know, paparazzi and just, you know, extraness being added to the situation on top of their grief and having to bury someone they loved. So, I mean, I guess that that did work out very positively for them um, on that aspect. Did they say how he passed? Uh, it was, they said it was just heart complications. Heart complications. Okay. Um, but yeah, like um, if you don't know who he is, he's usually like most, most um, hip hop artists. know he, Cause like there, there's certain people who like, the public might not like a lot, but a lot of artists like a lot. <laughs> and MF Doom is one of them. Gotcha. Um, he because he was kind of like the underground person who just came, just did rap hard, and then and then went away. And then like it's it's a good like a person who can hide their identity and not deal with celebrity, deal with um the whole celebrity of everything is is a someone you. <laughs> Wish you could. So, so basically, what you're saying is MF Doom walked, so Lake Kelly 47 rumor and folks of that like could run. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like, like. I, honestly, when people talk about them, they talk about MF Doom a lot of times. Okay. When like when rumor came out, a lot of reference was like to MF Doom. Yeah. A lot of people talked about him at that time. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, also, um, a rest in peace to um, Adolfo Quinones, aka Shabadu. Um, he was like a really big choreographer and break dancer back in the uh, 70s and 80s. And um, he uh, was a choreographer for um, the Madonna Who's That Girl tour in 1987. He also did choreo for Lionel Richie and Luther Vandross. And, you know, he was a really, really big deal in the hip hop dance community. 
Um, and apparently, and it's crazy, he passed away from COVID complications. Literally the day before he passed, he posted a picture of himself on um, Instagram saying, I'm doing so much better. I can't wait to get into all these uh, upcoming projects. I have all these things coming. And then literally the next day he passed away. Like, I was like, wow, like, that's insane. Like he literally the day before posted and then just saying he was feeling better and then passed away the next day from his uh, COVID complications. So again, public service announcement, wash your hands, wear your mask, stay home if you don't have to go outside because COVID is out here killing people. Go ahead. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I hope everything is fine. I probably, I, pro- I apologize for being distracted for a second. I was, so, <laughs> um, I know it's a switch gears, but I'm switching gears because, so, you ever like try to do like a family group to like talk about something, message talk about something, and then someone older does something, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's because they're old," <laughs> and they do um, something like I've, I've been, I've been there. Like change the picture of the whole group to their face. It's like, why would you do something like the person, that? The old person in this in this scenario is my father. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's why. Like, does he know that he changed it to his face? Not. Probably not. Of course not. <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. Come on and be a fact, Lord. And everybody, Fix it. everybody in the message is like, yo, what's what's happening? It's like, what did you what did you do? Like don't anyone want to tell him? Let him know that we uh Well, I mean, as his son, you should you probably should be at the front of the line to bring it up. Just saying. Like, hey, I don't know if you know, but like you changed the group thing to your face. And so no, change it back. Let's not do that. Yeah, you should probably bring that up. That that seems like a year, especially because you noticed it, and you're talking about it. No, no, like, everybody else noticed it. Everybody like did, my sister's in there too, so she's probably gonna let him know. I feel like you can reinforce it though. Just saying, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna like I'm doing a podcast. He'll be right. <laughs> Whatever, man. He'll be fine. That's fine. See, if I was in this chat, I'd be like, listen, fix it, fix, fix it, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you know, but fix it, okay? Yeah. Yikes face, yikes face. So, uh, I guess let's go on and get this podcast started, huh? All right. So, um, shout out to the people um, on all of the platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple. Um, people listening on Podbean. Um, shout out to all of you. Himalayas. Himalayas. I, I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for participating. We appreciate you. Um, thank you so much. Um and um, we're going to get right into our love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, hey, love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 Four types of bags. Like oh, bags? Love, love to lose it. Except for now, you have four choices, and you have to have one that you'll lose, throw away, and never want to see again, and one that you love, hold on to. Only one person knows the choices, and when you when I when the person says it, that's when we find out, and we have to do the lose it first, then love it right after. The love it or lose it is the category is bags, and they are book bag. Next choice is. Weekender bag or duffel bag. Okay. Next choice is suitcase. Mm-hmm. Next choice is like a satchel or messenger bag. Okay. 
So you said book bag. Yes. A weekender or duffel bag. Weekender or duffel bag. A suitcase. A suitcase. Blue suitcase or laptop bag, I guess I would say both. Suitcase and laptop bag are not the same. A no, laptop bag is more like right, a messenger. You're right. You're right. It's not. It's more messenger. You're right. Um, just suitcase. <laughs> Great. Suitcase and... Or, but suitcase, the reason I'm thinking about suitcase because it's different kinds of suitcases. Some are the hard ones, some are the soft ones. And then, um, or satchel messenger bag. And this is in the context of traveling? Context these of things? What, what you would like to use for anything. It doesn't have to be travel. It could just be, well, I um, guess with a bag you travel with, but it could be with anything. I would. What, what, what do you prefer? I would probably lose the duffel bag. Um. The duffel week in the bag? Yeah. Okay. I would probably lose that just because I feel like I'm an overpacker. And those duffel bags seem really big until I can't fit all my things in them. And so, like, in my mind, I'd be like, yes. Like, I have a few weekenders that I, I like a lot. But I'm always like, why why can't all the things I want to put in here go in here? Because your weekender bag be for, like, seven days? Okay, what's your point? It's not for seven days. It's for a weekend. I just have I just seven have a hard time deciding <laughs> what to bring with me. But like, it's not like a lot of stuff. Like, I don't feel that way. Because in the weekender's mind, this is for, you only get two days of clothes. In your mind, I have seven days. That is not true. Seven days is a reach. I feel like I have. If it's a weekender, I have maybe four outfits. Because you just never know. You might change. You, you might. I don't want to go someplace with and bring something and then be like, I'm not in the mood to wear this. Because what am I going to do? Go find a new outfit, go buy something new, yeah. probably. So in order to alleviate that problem, I say, let me just bring an extra something. I don't know if I just, I don't understand packing light. Um, like, I don't know what I, that I means. Might, I might throw additional shirt or an additional pair of pants. But like you to commit to your, your, your things. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I, oh, this is, this is what we have. So this is what I'm wearing. I, I'm nervous about that. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but I have challenges with commitment um, things in general. Uh, I, I think I've said to a few of our friends, like me being married is a giant surprise because I'm very, very anti-committing to things. Um, and so I think that's my problem. I think I'm like, I want to wear this right now, like today. But like, who knows, like when I get it, actually get there, like, am I going to want to wear this? So... And here's the thing. The crazy part about it all is nine times out of 10, I wear exactly what I intended to wear from the jump. So I end up never touching the extra clothes. I just end up taking them back home every time I travel. And so you would think that because that's how it goes, that I would do something different the next time. Yet, I don't. Yeah, like I understand. Because like, that time could be the time that I really wanted to change my mind. And now I can't. So I got to, but you know, maybe like I can I bring it down like one extra outfit. Like I understand like, an extra outfit because sometimes things happen, things mess up and you want to make sure. So I understand one extra, but you you go overboard. Yeah, I bring an extra outfit for every outfit I plan to wear. Yes, which which is a lot. I know, I know. And so <laughs> I just feel like the weekender doesn't really support uh, the duffel bag doesn't really support my my goals and aspirations for doing that, and it's like you, you definitely have more than four outfits because, like, because usually for um, a weekend we usually plan for at least two or three in the first place. Yeah. So I know you have more than four because you have you need one for Saturday, one for Sunday, and then one just in case we go out. Yeah. So you have more than three. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I, I, I do overdo it. And then the thing with like, I feel like duffel bags is that even though some of them have the cross body strap, it's just uncomfortable with all the crap that I have in there to carry it without being able to like wheel it. Cause like my shoulders aren't that strong to be honest. So, you know, cat lugging all my crap with something that either has two handles I have to put over my shoulder or a never quite strong enough cross body strap. Like it's just not a good yeah, time. We, we, we gotta get you a bags with better cross body strap. Go your cross body straps be try like cause I'm usually holding the bags and I'm like, this is stupid. Well I, I'm sorry. I <laughs> I I didn't I didn't think that that mattered. But now I know. So I'm gonna make better decisions in twenty twenty one. But currently that's cross, just where we cross are. Cross body strap strong. I know. Strong, padded well-made crossbody strap that's yes. check check and check so that's what's going on so yeah duffels would probably be my be my lose it like they're great for like a gym bag type of thing like something where like i'm just like running somewhere but like i'm thinking about it in a, on a travel standpoint yeah duffels are not a go i don't enjoy them no um i think my lose it is a suitcase what's your problem don't you like having things I like having things. I think suitcases are trash. Um, many times. Um, Go on. I, it's an exaggeration to say trash. They're not trash. But I don't know if I like them as much. Um, number one, I'm, I'm always, if you notice, you know this about me, I'm always worried about someone stealing something. <laughs> you are. <laughs> it's not I, funny, but I like, you really are. I am always worried about someone really stealing are. something. Um, so Has somebody stolen something? Has this ever happened to you before? And so now you're like... On guard, maybe. Because okay. uh, <laughs> I'm just like, but I, I think a suitcase has like a, it's like an arrow saying something important is inside here. <laughs> I think that's what a suitcase does. Like a suitcase is saying, "Hey, something important's here." <laughs> that's that's fine. Of the of the of the bags, that is one that people it points to something important is here. <sighs> possibly, 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 potentially. Yeah. That's why I like I, I like my laptop bag a lot more now because it doesn't scream. Is a laptop in here? You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but like, I, 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 I think I'm, I'm worried. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about people taking things out of pockets. Take, like it's just a lot of that. And you're right because every time we ride the subway or we just go anywhere, you're always like touching my bag or like making sure it's zipped. Or I'm like, bro, you, can you, you get you, off you, me? You just going out with like, I'm like, you can have your pockets open, just, just all willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you don't care about someone reaching and grabbing not, your stuff? Not all willy-nilly. <laughs> you have your pockets of your, of your bag all open? Well, but first of all, I try to close the pockets of my bag most of the time. Sometimes I forget. It happens. Yes. But most and, and of the I, time, I'm like, I'm like, you it's just, closed. out here just... This, I mean, I haven't trusting people. <laughs> I, trusting people is a reach. But I haven't had a bad experience um, in the time that I've been out and about. Um, I've actually had people tell me, oh, hey, your bag's open. Correct. I'm glad, I'm glad that worked out for you. All it takes is one person to be wilding. I agree. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I agree. However, I just feel like you you be on it like on another level. Like I have a backpack that's one of those backpacks that opens from the back. So like no one can reach inside of it. And like even where were we? I don't know where we were, but like I think I had the backpack on in one of the zippers like a person would really have to be trying to maneuver up on me to get in the bag. And you saw that it was open. All I felt was you behind me <laughs> trying to close it up. I'm like, could, could you, could you just, can I have some space? And you were like, no, you have to close your bag because you just never know. It's people steal. I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're very, you're very, very, uh, 
passionate about that yeah. uh, situation. So, yeah. I, yeah. And you really don't like suitcases. Like, whenever we're going somewhere, like, you will always try to make it happen with a duffel bag. And I'm like, Mark, put that stuff in a suitcase. Okay. <laughs> Because Mark, Mark don't have no problem slapping two duffel bags across his shoulders and being like, and we're off. And we're off. And, and let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, if you could just put that in a thing that has zippers and has wheels, that would be great. Because you're, you like, I like consolidating things. I don't like having mad stuff. You don't have a problem having mad stuff because you're like, I need to control the zippers and things. I need to see what's going on here. So, no suitcase. Whatever. It's it's whatever. I don't I don't judge. We all have our things. Yeah, and suitcases you have to put under the plane. You just don't like that it leaves your sight. <laughs> I mean, them airport workers do be stealing. No shade to the airport workers who may be listening, but they do have a reputation for stealing. Yeah, so, so I'm like, let me just. I can just put this on me, and I, and then when I leave the plane, I can just go. Let's go. Word. Word. I don't have to like wait online for nothing. I'm like, no, let's go. But you could like put it in a suitcase like that fits as a carry-on. You could do that. You could. It's possible. It's possible. It can happen. Yeah, my duffel bags me out. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. But, you right. know, live your life. Live your life. Do you? What is your love it? My love it. You said suitcase, messenger bag, and book bag. Book bag. Um, I'm going to go with the suitcase. The suitcases, I love it. Um, the suitcases have mad compartments. They have a lot of space. A lot of time. The ones we have there, and I'm sure most people do, they're expandable. So I can put mass stuff in. It's perfect for an overpacker like me because they've got all these pockets in the front. And then they've got the inside mesh pockets. And then like they, they've got like all these little nooks and crannies and places I can stuff things. Like I can put shoes in there. I can put books in there. I can put all types of things inside of a, a suitcase. I can make it work. I can play a game of Tetris and get all of my things into a suitcase. And the best part is I don't have to carry it on my shoulder. I can just pull up the little, the little handle thing and I can just wheel it wherever I want to wheel it. And I, I only pick it up when I absolutely have to. Um, they're great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's perfect, like I said, for a person like me who cannot decide on anything and brings the entire free world. And it's also, you know, I also like suitcases because especially when you're traveling internationally and they really care about baggage weight, um, having multiple suitcases allows you to transfer things um, from one suitcase to the other to make the weights work without you having to carry the actual items because it's like, if I got like two or three suitcases that I'm checking and one is like 60 pounds, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take these, these pants out of here and put it in this suitcase and I can zip it back up and be like, that's not my problem anymore. And I can just move things around when it's just like, oh, these smaller bags. I'm like, oh, well, if I got to make a move or something like I'm really inconveniencing myself and now I got to figure out another way of like where this item's going to go that I have to move now. So I just I just prefer the suitcase situation. Plus, I feel like it's easier to like get to stuff in a suitcase once I get to wherever I have to go. Like in a duffel bag, should be, stuff be all like jingled, like turned around, and it's just it's just mixy boots. I like because when I pack a suitcase, I remember how I packed it. So I'm like, I know in this suitcase, this is on the bottom, this is in the middle, this is on the top, this is in the front. Like I remember 
I can visualize the suitcase and remember what's in each part. So it's just easier for me. Duffel bags to me. You know, my problem is with duffel bags too. I just throw things in there. Like, it's just like, there's no organization. There's no pockets. There's no anything. It's just a, a space to put things. And so I just throw things in there. Suitcases help me like organize. And then when you get the suitcase organizers, it makes it even better. It's great. So suitcases, they have range. They have range. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure it out in my mind, which, what do I like prefer? And I think I prefer the most are the book bags. I know. I, I was going back and forth between that and the satchel. I, I, I figured you would, but I figured book bag is where you were going to go. Yeah, I was going back and forth between them. Um, but I think book bag, because I can just grab it and go. And, and like, I have two straps in my arms and I'm fine. You do you do enjoy a book bag. That's, I can, I can that's put, who you are. I can put two straps on and Didn't just they used go. to call you a dirty backpacker? Okay. What? Because <laughs> you had a backpack. Yes, it wasn't dirty, though. It wasn't dirty, but you were out here... I was not riding dirty. <laughs> you were not riding dirty. I just think it was a backpack that had alcohol in it, and that was the storyline. You were a traveling bartender. It was. It was a, a dirty backpacker. It was a poetry stereotype. That's what it, it was. was. It was a. It was a. It was a, it's a, po- it's a poet stereotype. Well, I didn't know that was a poet stereotype until I was informed by your by your family members. I never knew <laughs> that that was a thing that poets did was walk around with bags. With yeah, alcohol because in because them. the. I don't know if everybody knows the stereotype dirty backpack comes from because like the people who are um, who are writers or the artists of just walking around with just a back with what, what all they need is in a backpack walking around <laughs> and traveling from place to place with just a backpack. I'm that's, that's kind of where it comes from. I can't. It's, I can't. Al- it's always like that brown backpack. <laughs> Not the brown pack. Backpack. And it's like it just, it just has like their necessities and it is traveling traveling the country with just a backpack and like. A walking stick. Not a walking stick. <laughs> but like that that that's where that term comes from. That's fine. That's Try, fine. trying to find themselves. So Okay. My my uh my sister decided to put that on me because she's a jerk. Um Or you were giving her the material with which to form said statement. It's stereotype. Yet there she was with the material in front of her. What oh, was she to do? To to not be a stereotype. To not stereotype me. Or you could have not been a stereotype, but there she was again. I was not a stereotype. With the material in front of her. I was not walking. What was she was to do? I was not walking the streets with a backpack and walking stick. You, you could have got a walking stick. You did have the backpack. You were just missing one piece. You could have got the walking stick. Yes, but I was not, also not traveling around. Well, I don't know. The streets going, say that you were going, traveling. Going from hostel to hostel. <laughs> but you do enjoy the, thought, the concept of a hostel. I enjoyed you'll never, it in You'll college. never get me there. I never enjoyed, in your I enjoyed life. it in college. Yeah, you speak very highly of it. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll never. I, I, was, I never said, like, I enjoyed the hostel, but I do understand the convenience of a hostel. Great. I'm up and, 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 and all and hostels are okay. not created equal. You know what is created equal? The Hilton? All right. The Marriott? All hostels are not created equal. I don't know if you know what a hostel is. The Radisson? <laughs> hostel is usually... Um, the W... People use it for like um, the intercontinental. Oh my gosh! You still <laughs> I'm just saying those are creative. What? Okay. <laughs> well, hostels. Um, it's usually a cheaper place to stay. You can you, you can stay for like a week for like seventy dollars. It's, it's like and risk dying, but sure, like, go off. Like well, not seventy dollars. Like I'm I'm, I'm exaggerating. It, it, it'll, it'll be like th- it'll be like thirty forty dollars a day, and. What how it usually comes off what the hostel is like they usually have a community kitchen. 
So like you have a community kitchen. So it's not like they never really provide food. They have a community kitchen where you can like put stuff in the refrigerator, and you have stoves you can cook together. And the purpose of a hostel is like to um, encourage community living. So when we um when um me and a few people from college, Hampton University, we went down after Katrina to New Orleans to like volunteer. We went there two separate weeks. We stayed in two different hostels. The first hostel was we all stayed in one big room with a bunch of bunk beds. No. Um, but we, we there was a bathroom we can go to, and it was like a community kitchen that we can cook and everything. So we went down there to cook and every, all the time. There were a bunch of other rooms that people were in, so we saw people in the kitchen sometimes, and we just we cooked our own food. We bought groceries, cooked our own food, um, and just shared food with each other and do it, did it that way, right? I think we had, I think we had an Iron Chef at one point, but that's what we did. An Iron Chef. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Iron Chef the show. Oh, like that was in the hostel? No, we, we like no. Our group did it. We did like a competition of cooking. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, oh, there was an Iron Chef that was like cooking food at the hostel. No, 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 no. no. We, um, no, you, I, I, no. I said we shared food with us because <laughs> it was like a lot of us. It was like twenty of us. Okay, gotcha. We didn't, sh- didn't share food. Like that's usually what hostels use for. We didn't do that. <laughs> we share food because we're not we're not eating everybody else's food. So we share food with who we were with. Gotcha. Okay. Right. The second time we went to a hostel, we actually, there were, there were like rooms of two. So we all had our own like two bedrooms. Gotcha. And, it had it own ba- and it had, each room had their own, ba- own bathroom. Okay. That, that was cool too. But like I said, it was still the community kitchen. You can use the community kitchen or you can just go out to eat. All of that sounds way too, way too social, way too interactive. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's very social interactive. It's like, like I said, the purpose is to encourage interaction, community living. It's usually like um, people are just, just trying to encourage interaction between people, but it's it's not it's not terrible, but it's just if you're not used to it, it's weird. Okay, I mean if that's if that's what folks want to do. Yeah, if you're not used to it, it's it's very weird. Um, I was confused the first time too, but if you're not used to it, it's weird. Um, but that's what people usually do when they go out to like um Europe. They usually like stay in hostels across and just travel. That's how they usually travel in Europe. They don't just get a bunch of hotels. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive. Cheap. Yeah. So just staying, just staying. Right, that's probably what you, what your sister does, honestly. It's just what? It's probably what your sister does, honestly. Good for her. Because it's just, it's just, it's just easy to go back and forth, go um, to travel and just travel. You do it. like because if you're just, just trying to get, you need a place to lay your head. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm not gonna do it, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like your, your door's locked, <laughs> but you just need a place to lay your head and move on. I suppose. I suppose. Just, I think those those hostile movies gave me a bad, yeah, a bad host, vibe. Host, so I'm hostile like, nah, movies I'm make, gave 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 it a bad rap in general. Yeah, but, it, but it's like, but movies also gave like motels a bad rap in general. So I understand. Hmm. Word. Yeah. Word. Like, people see motels like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, eh. <laughs> motels are never like a fun place in movies. Yeah. <laughs> like in in all TV shows, movies, motels never like a fun place to go. Nah, I'm like, I can't. I there, can't. Like I've never seen like a high quality motel in a movie or show. No, like they always look like, oh, okay, so like either drugs, prostitution, <laughs> murder, time. or all three are happening. It's never, it's never at this like, motel. oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's always like. <sighs> I mean, I guess if you got to do it, you got to do it, but it's always a... I feel like someone should make a high-quality motel at least once. Just, like, a high-class one that, like, that looks nice and 
has like security. <laughs> but I feel like but then it wouldn't be a motel anymore. It would. It well, would the be... only thing that makes it a motel is you go straight from the outside to your room. That's the only difference. That's the only thing that makes it a motel. I don't know. Why are you making a face? <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about. But, oh, that's all that makes it a motel. Is like it goes from the outside straight to your room. That's what makes it a motel. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've stayed in a motel once. I'm sure you have. People, people have because like. I was just thinking about it. I was like, I think I did once. Yeah. If, if you go straight from the outside straight and you open straight to your door, that's a motel. Yeah. I think I did, I did it once at a, in North Carolina one time. Like the rooms that we had at the men's retreat were kind of like a motel, oh. like but and, and there were nice rooms, but it's really? like it's not really they didn't call it a motel because it's, it's a retreat, it's a place. Okay, which place was this? The one upstate or the one in New Jersey? New Jersey. Oh, okay. Oh, I've seen that one. The- yeah, the the, the, and the um the expensive rooms, like those like it's kind of like a motel. You just open the door, go right in. Yeah. I think we we saw those. So ones. it's like I think a motel can be nice. It's just they all have bad reps. Right. Like as far as I'm concerned, it's a den of sin, and I <laughs> not just, a den of sin. That's being dramatic. I know. Um, but yeah, I just like oh, I no, no. And you know what it is? I think like as I've gotten older, between like just how we move and like professional conferences and stuff like that, like I'm just like at this point, if it's not a hilltop, what am I doing? Yeah, like why I'm in here? Like, I, like, and usually like the the um the breakfast that comes with motels are always trash. So it's like, like I like I, well, love I, think, I, think, I think someone should invest in a high quality motel because it's just something that hasn't been done. Word indeed. Um, it's a high quality motel that like people can just go straight to the room and it doesn't look crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have like a good breakfast in the morning. Mm. Yeah, I mean, goodness, are we asking for a lot to have good breakfast? Are we? Are we reaching? Yeah, but I don't think we are. But yeah, but like that—that—that's how motels are. Motels are is just known for. It's, it's just what it's known for. There probably is a good, high-quality motel somewhere. I just don't know where they are. And I'm never gonna stay in it. So I'm not. I'm just being honest. Jesus didn't ask me to do all that. Um, when you know better, you do better. I know better, therefore I do better. So I'm gonna do that. Okay, so uh, I don't know how we got here, but that was a love it or lose it. Hey, love, love it, it or lose it. Hey, hey, love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 hey. You having fun? Yeah. Great, great. Okay, so sorry about that. I just, I think I... I felt like a burp was coming, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, so I guess where are we now? Topic? This, that's where we are right now? Topic. Topic, topic, topic. So Mark, lead us in, because you're the one who's kind of a brainchild this one is for today. All right. So this came after listening to, um, so, well, uh, what's it called? Backstory. Wyclef and Will I Am had um, a conversation on on the on the grams, uh, I I forgot what show where it I, goes I, down. Yeah, goes down on the gram. Um, well, it was, it was a, a clip was show on the gram. Let's rephrase that. It was it was on something else. It might have been White Class Podcast or something. Or show. Oh, okay. But um, they had a clip on there, and Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. If you don't know who he is, um, he basically was saying how. 
the black guy peas, he he's he's sometimes upset that the black guy peas is not known as a black group. And um, he goes on to say he thinks that the reason why that people don't think it's a black group is because it got very popular in 2000. He used he used the term 2004. In 2004, he was saying that um, it got it started to go popular, and because it got since it got popular, they, they never considered a black group. They just considered it a pop group, and he thinks it. And in, in his words, he was like, and he thinks it's not good for the black community because it's basically he's trying to say that um, we don't black community doesn't get credit for it because it's not because it's not considered a black group because it it was such an international group right and people were making a lot of statements about it um some had a lot of vague accurate meetings it was like you're not a black group for a lot of reasons <laughs> i mean um, because of the view the uh, the sound uh-huh. um the people in the group it's a lot of reasons why people don't consider a black group right like you had a that. whole white lady as your front lady when your band became Mainstream, like she did most of the vocals. Like you was there, yes, but a lot of the 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 the, the melodic parts of the songs were her. Correct. So I'm, and, I and, make me and, understand, and, and, Mr. And it, and it was a very pop sound. Yes, it was. A lot, it was very yes. much going along with what the pop sound was. Absolutely, and everything. And then, um, so the, it kind of brought it back to. Uh, what's the person's name? What is um, the person's name? I forgot the name. Ooh, the girl that was in the group before, yeah. Kim something. Yeah, uh, let me look it up right now. But like, um, Kim Hill. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to lie. <laughs> yeah, Kim Hill. Kim Hill was used to be in Black Eyed Peas when it first came in. It came on like like in 1996, and she was on the group till about 2000. And at that time, it was more just a hip hop group. And it was him. Hill was a black lady who was a part of the group, and a lot of people, um, like number one, she was offended with others that like he was he started in two thousand four with the group. He was talking about how he came on the scene two thousand four, and she was like, "But there was a whole bunch of time that it was a hip hop group with me, <laughs> and you kind of just started when it was with somebody else." Right. Right. And um. And also, like, she addressed the same thing. Like, if you're if your tone and your sound and everything is focused on a bunch of people who are not black, then it's hard for people to put that together. Right. And and, it, and I, I guess um, this conversation is kind of a, we're addressing two separate points. Um, number one, the first point is, I guess the question is. Do do people do you do you think that like based off of his point that when black when black artists get to a certain point that they aren't urban anymore based off their popularity? Um, I guess based off evidence. Okay, so I think that I agree with the thought process that. Black art, black artists become pop as they get bigger because black music is pop. Black music is not just rap or R&B or the things that we traditionally think of as 
black music. Like black music is pop, a hundred percent. I would never sit here and argue with you that Beyonce is not pop, that Rihanna's not pop. You know, I, w- I would never say that they are. They do black music. Yes, they do. You know, they have R and B cuts. They have ballads. They have whatever. But at the end of the day, like they're still pop. And I don't think I think we we a lot of times as a culture associate pop with like white people. And it's like, no, black people are pop. We, we, we define the sound. Yes, we we literally make the sound. Yeah. So I don't. <sighs> I don't feel like going going more pop is necessarily leaving black music or or selling out being black as an artist. But I do think Will I Am is delusional is, is, in stating that he feels like when they went pop, they became less of a black group. Sir, once again, the only visible black person in the group that anybody knows is you. And the primary person that was kind of pushed forward as the main, the lead singer of the group was not a black woman. So for what reason would I think that this is a black group? That's like me saying, oh, because PJ Morton played the keyboards on Maroon 5. Maroon 5 is a black group. No, Adam Levine is the front man, white man. That's a a white group. There just happens to be a black person that plays an instrument that's part of the band. Like I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, that's black music or that's a black band. Like I, I wouldn't say I, that. I have a question. Is pop to you a sound or is pop to you how popular something is? Um I think it's how popular something is because I don't I don't I don't consider it to be a sound because you know, people consider like I said, I consider Beyonce uh, Beyonce Beyonce and Rihanna to be pop. I also consider Ariana Grande to be pop. I consider Taylor Swift to be pop. I consider Drake to be pop. I consider um, um, The Weeknd to be pop. That young man's crazy, by the way, but we're going to talk about that some other time. Um, A lot of these artists that are quote unquote popular, even though when they get nominated for for awards, they're sorted into different categories. I think they're all pop. What what rappers do you consider pop outside of Drake? Uh, Eminem. Uh, I don't think he's pop. I don't think he's pop. That's a funny thing, and that that's 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 why I'm asking that question because I don't know if I agree that it's just how popular you are and it's not a sound. I the, to me I feel like the reason it's it's not a sound is because it's a it's not a consistent sound that like stays the same. No, no, correct. Like it evolves over time. Like Michael Jackson was considered pop back in his day. And I'm like, nobody's making music that sounds like that anymore. So to me, I'm like, I don't know if it has a sound. The funny thing is, I think Michael Jackson was the king of pop because he defined the sound. Right. Um, I, I think since he was the king of pop, the term pop has evolved. I think because right now, who can we argue is the king or the queen of it? Because there's so many iterations of it. Like Justin Bieber, there's a pocket of 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 people that would consider Justin Bieber to be pop. But then, like you have like a like a, a what's that boy's name? Jesus, I can see him. 
right now. My brain is not letting me remember his name. Like so, you have like a like a like a Chris Brown or a Bryson Tiller. Those weren't the people I was thinking of. But like you have people like that who to me are pop, but they're not pop like Justin Bieber is pop. So it's like so so I I, I guess it's not like I, a I, unified I, thing to me. I, I guess I agree with what you're saying, but like I, I guess. I'm, I still go by what the definition was, I guess, when I was growing up to like early 2000s, which was once you start tailoring your music for a wider audience and you're trying to reach a wider sound, you're not, you're, it's not like you have your sound and people adapt to your sound. Mm-hmm. You're, tra- you're changing your sound to adapt to a wider audience outside of your core black audience okay. they're like alright I'm gonna adapt my sound okay to a different sound and now it becomes so pop so by your definition Chris Brown was always pop was always pop yes no I don't think he was always pop but he became pop by the time he hit the airwaves and people started to know him he was pop cause all of his music had that like danceability and and, and, and like that kind of light feel to it I mean I think I think I, don't think, I think I don't as think he's he, gotten older, he's maybe veered back more towards R and B. But the Chris Brown that we met at sixteen, that was a pop artist. I I, I guess I I can I can see where that comes from. I, I guess what I'm saying is like, at sixteen, I think it's hard for you not to be a pop artist at sixteen in general. Um, but <laughs> so I, 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 I so I understand what you're saying. I, I guess my 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 thought is like. You're trying to adapt to the sound to appeal to all. Right. Like, just because you're doing dance doesn't make it anything. Because, but I think when you're trying to adapt to a sound to appeal to all. If you're doing what you're doing and a lot of people like it, that, I don't know that makes you pop. Right, right. I think if you start trying to adapt your sound to appeal to white people, to appeal to people from all cultures, you're trying to change your sound so that they will buy into it also. Right. But like, what if that is authentically your sound? You're not trying to change it. That's just the type of music you no, no, like if, to make. If, you, if you've always made it, that's one. That's what I said. If you've made it that way, it's one thing. If you're, if you're, and that's why I said, like, I, I don't, I, I think pop is a sound that adapts that like all people are, are drawn to for that. Like, like, um, how do, how do I explain this? I think a non-pop artist can have pop songs. Okay. Agreed. I, I feel the same way. So like he, they're not a pop artist, but once in a while they might have pop songs mm-hmm. that might just like, all right, I'm just going to appeal to this sound. Mm-hmm. Like there's um like Jay-Z is not a pop artist, but he has some pop songs. Okay. Like I think um, Girls, Girls, Girls is a pop song. I wouldn't say that, but okay. Like Big Pimpin', I think is a pop song. That one I'd be more inclined to agree with. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thinking about like when it, when it came out because it came out and then it died down because mm-hmm. it was just it matched the sound that was going out mm-hmm. and they died. I, I'm talking about with girls, girls, girls. Okay, like it was a big thing at the time. I actually but, don't like that song very much at all. So no, a lot of people don't like that song. <laughs> like you you don't hear that song anywhere anymore. But yeah. at the time, it was popular because it is because of when it came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like no one's bumping girls good girls ever again. <laughs> like it's, it's not happening. Yeah, Jay Z likes to pretend like it never happened. Yeah, he he, he, ne- I, I, he never seen that song. <laughs> he probably smack you for bringing it up. 
<laughs> so I think I think certain songs are like just pop songs. I think people can make pop songs mm-hmm. and not and, be pop artists. To, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I don't think that's impossible. I think the pop artist is the person who's like, all right, this is my sound now. Right, right. <laughs> I'm doing this now. Yeah. So we say all that to say, um, what I oh, what who, I, who I am, I think he beca- he he might have been a hip hop artist before, but they became a hop artist. Yeah, because they they, they became a pop band. Mm-hmm. Which, when you become a pop band, especially when you start changing the people in your band to non-black people, it's hard for you to say this is a black band now. Right. Like it could be, it could have been the Fugees if the Fugees came in and changed a, a black person to a white person. And started making different music. It was like, oh, this is not a hip hop group anymore. Right. Like this, this is, is a, not a this black is group. A pop, this is, this a, is pop a pop group. band. Yeah. And so I. Not even started. <laughs> yeah. And while I do take issue with the fact that black artists often feel like they have to change themselves to become popular when we are the ones that set the trends and decide what is popular. But like we're letting other people who aren't black tell us what is. The right company. Yeah, uh, I think that's like the craziest of all things. But yeah, I also I also need Will I Am to keep it a hundred. Like my whole thing is this: I which, get which, it. Which, which, which plays into the second question. Mm-hmm. Actually, the second question I wanted to say is like, um, I guess why like like is is it is it is it possible? To not change your sound, I guess. What, what are the examples of people not changing their sound? Black artists not changing their sound and still becoming a big artist because um, it's not a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that there are black artists who are like great. But I don't know if they've necessarily catapulted to where they could be because they haven't changed their sound. Like a Fantasia to me is awesome. She's amazing. But she has not like when they when she first won American Idol, she put out a few pop songs, but she's gone back to her R&B soul roots. And that's where she stayed. And that's where she's comfortable. Should she be bigger than she is? Yes. But she hasn't. She hasn't decided to pursue pop as a, a mode of music that she wants to do. Um, I feel the same way about Jasmine Sullivan. Like her songs are R and B. She may have had like a pop song in between here or there, but she's primarily an R and B artist. And she, while she is very popular and very well received, I think by most people in the black community, I still don't feel like she is as elevated as she could be because she's not, she hasn't gone more pop. So I'm really trying to think of somebody who has kind of stayed true to what their original sound is and is still. Or, or just, or they're not trying to chase the sound. Or they're not trying to chase, they're not trying to chase the sound. Like not trying to chase the sound, Fantasia and Jasmine Sullivan, a hundred percent. Uh, I would say Monica also is not trying to chase the sound. Like she's just putting out music that she feels is authentic to her. I'm about to ask a question. Like, is it is that because of the genre or that because of the, cause like I I, I don't, I'm not I don't know many R and B acts that that doesn't play out that are black that that plays out for that what that what plays out for that like um if you stay in the R and B pocket 
that you can go as far as a black artist. That like you'll go far. You'll be comfortable. I'm not saying like right. you're not, you're but not, you're not but gonna be like uh You're not gonna go as far as a pop. And I, yeah. I think that that just might be just um how people feel about R and B now. Right. Yeah, because yeah, cause I think I think R and B is like the problem with R and B is that pop has now bled into R and B. So people don't know what R&B actually is anymore. Because like when you see, like I said before, when you see the uh, the award uh, nominations and you see some of the people that are in R&B, it's like, huh? Yeah. And all the R&B no. artists are rapping. Yes. So it's also, it's just the lines are getting very blurred between, like to me, I think, uh, like I said, Jasmine Sullivan is an R&B artist. I think Monica is an R&B artist. But then you have people like, um, like um, like, like the new artists you have, you have Janae yeah, like Aiko, the, like the hers, Summer, Summer Walker, the Summer Walker, like those people. Black. I'm just, black, like I'm like I don't know if I would consider them R and B because they're kind of like dancing on the line. Uh, like their content may be R and B content, but like the music production and how they put it out, it's it's kind of ambiguous. Like it's not hardcore. Like this it's not is the definitely R and B. Yeah. Like Janae Aiko, like people consider her R and B, and I mean I get it in terms of like the content of what she's talking about, but like she's also giving me like new age, and like I, other kinds of vibes. Like to me, is, when you say R and B, like I wouldn't put a Janae Aiko next to like a Tony Braxton. Like I just wouldn't. Like, and I, and the question is, and I I agree with you, but I'm like, is that an issue with our ears not updating to what R and B is now? It might be, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> not, it's fine. I'm okay. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure I, out. I, I, just, I understand what you're saying. Like, it might be our ears not updating to what they call R&B now, just right. like how our ears might not update to what we call hip hop now. Right. Um. It might be that case also. Yeah. Because because a lot of people consider all of them R&B. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it is possible for a person to not necessarily shimmy down the pop route. And still, like, be successful and be big. I just think that black artists have to stop relinquishing the control over their careers and what they want to do. I think that a lot of times people, and I, and I don't know if people realize it, that they're doing it intentionally, but I think people are like, okay, I'm going to just do what these people want for now to get on. And then I'm going to get right back to what I really want to do. But it's like, once you start down that road of doing what these people want, you always have to do that. It's very hard to go back down. Cause like, it just looks like you're doing a passion project. Like for example, uh, what's that boy's name? Justin Timberlake, who was not black by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just using him as an example. Justin Timberlake came out very pop doing NSYNC. And then, you know, he was kind of shimmying into the like hip hop world a little bit, like with Timbaland and his features with Jay-Z and whatnot and so on. And then he put out that man in the woods album. It, it was like, Oh, I want to go back to my like authentic self. And the people was like, no, no, you can't start this and then get right back to whatever it is you may have started out doing or originally felt like you wanted to do. Like you can't, you can, you can't double back. You can, or at least just, if you're going to do it, make it good. You can. It's just you're alienating your audience. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, and I, and I've, I've heard how people do that. Like, funny thing, I have a friend who wrote a poem about that. Who wrote a poem about how like you like you do all this stuff, you'll do all this crazy thing with your um, music, 
and everything like that. And then you'll come back and like, all right, now I'm going to write my first book of poetry. This is what I want to do the whole time. But I just want to, I need the audience to do it. Right. It's like, it's like, like, no, it's, it's, you're, it's you, not going to be received. You can't do it. It's just, you're kind of alienating your audience when you right. do it. And when you do it, you have to like do it like exceptionally. Like it has to be like amazing. Like it cannot be like any bit mediocre or just block. Like, cause people are already coming into it with the side eye, like, oh, here they go with this. So like, if you go and do it, you have to kind of do it. Like to me, I feel like Beyonce is a great example of this like Beyonce was giving us the dancey pop ditties for a little bit and her last two albums or bodies of work or whatever have been very like black heavy and black focused and she's turning back towards like more like African related things and it's like there are fans of hers who don't like this stuff that she's doing but I also think that regardless of how people feel what she's given she's done well like, you know, people might feel like, oh, I didn't really like that homecoming. But what you're not going to tell me is that the girl didn't dance, that she didn't sing, that she didn't give you. She didn't give like she still gave the Beyonce pop that we like. But she also said, OK, I'm going to give you well produced, well thought out, well done visual and like lyrics to this stuff that I'm doing. So it's like I appreciate the fact that she's been able to make a turn but it's like you got to do the turn well like you can't you can't make the turn and just come with some like old regular blah 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 like she's yeah, made you, the, you, have, you have to go out of, out of you, have, you have to do it but before the same effort right and when you make the turn you got to be consistent on the turn because i think that's the reason why you know people are are being more receptive to what beyonce is doing because to me i feel like the 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 what's that one lord jesus uh Lemonade was kind of where she started making the turn. The singer, and, the singer before that, but yeah. yes. What, start, what, what singer was it? Was that like she started talking about black issues? The, the funny thing is, I only reason I remember that issue because like SNL did a whole formation. Sketch. It might have been, yeah. I think I, SNL did a sketch. Was like apparently Beyonce's black. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the white people being upset about the it. White people like, wait a minute. <laughs> so she's been. T- she made the shift. Then she went and did yeah. the Coachella and did the HBCU themed homecoming thing. And she released the whole project with that. And then she's followed that up with the blackest King Lion yeah. King situation. So it's like, she's taking us on a journey and she's like, I'm not stepping away from pop doing this one black thing and coming right back. Like she's following through with it. And so I think that's something that people have to think about too, is like, no, it, it's okay. It's okay to show your growth in there, yeah. but, but it should show your gradual growth in the process. Right. Cause she showed her gradual growth. Exactly. I, I exactly. think you can't just be like, all right, I'm different now. Right. It's like, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> take your, people on the journey. You gotta take, take them with you. Yeah. You gotta walk people along and help them understand like why you're here. Cause I think when she came out with, um, formation people felt like oh she doing some gimmicky stuff she trying to da 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 and then now they're like well I guess she was really about that life because she didn't gave us two blackity blackity black 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 things since formation she's she's serious about this so and it doesn't seem like she's tilting back towards being a pop girl anymore I would be very surprised if she would but you know I think that's one example of how to pivot away from pop and still be successful but it's like Beyonce is kind of a one of no, a kind she, type she, of she, situation. She, she, she's an anomaly. She's an anomaly. This she's is an not an everybody because, can because do this. Because her fan base is so strong. Yes. Yes. She's an anomaly. Yes. Yes. 
Because um, that is a that is a twenty something year fan base that she has built. Yeah. So you every, what, this ain't that ain't for everybody. Everybody no. can't pull what she pulled. No, not at all. Um, what's also um, <laughs> funny story? Uh, same person who did the poem. Like they used to come up to me and it was like, "Yo, when like this is why I hop." My mims came on. He was like, "Yo, what's gonna happen is he's gonna put this song out. The next song is just gonna be mad deep. <laughs> next album's mad deep. He's just he's trying to draw you in." I was like, "Can you just can you just relax?" Can you just? No, no. <laughs> the lie detector determined like, that nah, that was just, a lie. Like, you understand? He's just trying to bring you in with this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, and that's a, that's another conversation we need to have. How like sometimes people's first singles be the be the grand opening, grand closing of their career. Because somebody somewhere said, oh, this is what you should do. And people are like, nah. And then you can never recover from that. Like, if your first single is, is garbage, like, you, you're never going to recover from that. Like, we're not going to want to hear everything. Anything yeah. you ever do. Yeah. Anything. Because yeah. we're like, oh, that uh, first uh, thing uh, was garbage. Uh, take, I don't want take, that. Take a long time. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I did used to, like, um, <laughs> we used to laugh at, like, someone was going to do that. And, and I don't think it's happened yet where, like, someone will, like, for two albums just be mad ratchet. To get your fan base And the third album Just be like Tyler Quelly <laughs> Who's also garbage As a person But that's neither here Nor there Throw lyrically Lyrically yes Yes Okay yes I just wanted to um, We um, used to Joke about that But yeah um, Yeah I Yeah Will I Am Like I I understand what you're saying But like when you change The whole musical direction And the The lineup of your group uh, You may be black And there was one other Black guy in there I think But like you 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 a little out of touch if you think that you can now consider be considered a black group. And then also to me, to be a black group, like what have you done or contributed to the betterment of the black community in this country outside of your music? I'm not saying that you haven't done anything, but where is it like where's the where is the 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 documentation that you've done this like where where are the songs that you've done that have spoken to black issues specifically what are where are the songs that you've done that speak about black lives matter and things like like where where's the content that's what i need to know like if it exists and somebody has it and knows it please point it to me so i can i can see it for myself but like i never got the impression that black ips ever wanted to come across as a black band like i always kind of got the impression that they wanted to come across as like multicultural everybody can be a part of this so they, it's they, just they, like I I never got the impression that they were trying to give me black band. So I I don't I'm confused by his statement. I, honestly, I I think people are confused. They they don't like I believe for you to cross over, you have to be able to push buttons and not be safe. I think that's that's really what it is. You have to you have, you have to be able to be like I'm not going to be safe and I'm going to speak out on something. And I think it starts from that. And if you can't do that, then it's hard for you to ever transition out of that. Um, and that's, that, that's, that was always my critique with Drake in the first place. It's like he, he would never, and he's, he's in his lane. I think he should, if he wants to stay in his lane, it's fine, whatever. But that, that will always be, if like, I think he said before, like he's, he, um, he's upset about like how people treat him as like a not, he would never people never put him in the same category as like other rappers. Yeah. Yeah, like he he's 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 mentioned his frustration with that. And like it's because you you have to be one to step out um and speak out on something that might hurt your fan base. Right. 
<laughs> like you, and especially in these kind of in this in this time that we're living in, like you kind of can't hop, like kind of be standing on the fence about stuff, like because people take standing on the fence as you're picking the wrong side. So it's either you're going to make some type of statement, do some kind of something to show that you're standing on the side of your fan base, uh, or you're just kind of there in the middle and people kind of do with that what they will. So, yeah, I, 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 (laughs) I wonder what, I would love to know like the backstory of why a lot of the, the more accepted or respected like black rappers don't, see it for drake i would i would really like to know like what the what the actual reason is because i well, refuse I, to I, believe it's just because oh he's not 100 percent black like i refuse i doubt it's just that but I, doubt, I think it's just how he moves and how how he moves and it depends on how like his sound like like I, i'll say over and over he's the kevin hart of hip-hop I, I find that to be mildly offensive, but I understand what well, you're saying. Remember how big a Kevin Hart was? Yes, yes, yes. Like he, he, I'm not talking about Kevin Hart right this second, but Kevin Hart was was the biggest thing in comedy. I still he never was, thought he, he was that funny. But, no, but yeah. that that that's never the point, though. I'd say he was the biggest name. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, and Drake is the is, is technically the biggest name in hip hop right now. He's not the most talented, but he is he is the biggest name. But that comes with something. That takes away from something. <laughs> okay, you, can, you, you can't, you can't, you can't do Validity. both. You can't be the biggest name in something and speak your mind. Hmm. Why not? Because white people will alienate you. <laughs> but he's one of them. Half. Correct. Which is probably why he won't speak on it because he feels like he's alienating his family, which is fine. But. That 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 comes with it. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Because mm. really. no matter how big Jay Z is, it will always be a limit in terms of music because he white people don't like him. <laughs> a lot of black people too, but you know. Yeah, but yeah. like you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. I, I understand. It's like he he speaks about stuff white people like like they will over criticize every little thing he does. Yeah. And that's always going to be the case. It's just, it's just how how it goes. That's what I'm trying to say. Like he, but like I'm not telling Drake he should alienate his fan base, but you can't you can't have it both ways. If you want to be the biggest artist and you want to stand up there on on the pedestal, that pedestal comes with some comes with something. Okay, that's valid. <laughs> that's that's valid. <laughs> That's 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 uh, if you want like if you want the freedom to speak your mind, it comes with it comes with consequences. You can't you can't be on the top and fully speak your mind. Mm. Mm, that's sad. Yeah, like and, and like I said, there's, there's always exceptions. Like Dave Chappelle is getting up there. So like, Dave Chappelle is like definitely top tier mm. <laughs> and everything, and he speaks his mind. But he like he worked his way to that. Agreed, agreed. And I mean, big respect to him because they absolutely tried to make that man seem like he has some type of mental breakdown. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So the fact and, that he's he he came back and was able to kind of establish himself in that way is kind of it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and and also like and he he's he's been in the game for a long time. He's been in the game since he was like fifteen. 
Yeah. Like being yeah. comedy. Yeah. So he's been in the game for a long time. So he just has years of working, of grinding. Kevin Hart doesn't have the years that he has. He has a lot of years. Right. He doesn't have the same. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have the same grind or same rap sheet as him. Or the talent. Correct. But well, like. We'll, we'll just ignore that. Part. Yeah. But like. Same thing. Drake does not have the same rap sheet <laughs> as all the artists. See here, and here's the thing. I don't feel that way. I remember mixtape Drake. Like that guy was awesome. Okay. I feel like he went pop and just kind of started giving us like base model stuff. And I think that's what my problem is. It's like, you're better than this. You're capable of more than this, I believe. As a person who listened to you before you were even signed to a record label, you just like he's just phoning it in at this point, which I guess, you know, whatever, dude, that's that's fine. But like I I I feel like I think he can stand toe to toe lyrically with a lot of people. He just doesn't put out content anymore I'm, that I'm gives not, not that saying, impression. I'm not saying he can't. He just hasn't shown it. Right. Right. And that's, I think that's my frustration is like you have this. Why won't you show it? Yeah, he, he hasn't shown it, which, which kind of makes me feel as if like, is that why Nicki Minaj doesn't do that? Because he's from that, from that same camp. Nicki Minaj doesn't do it either. Doesn't do what? Doesn't just show you that. Like they're they're like they keep trying to be pop. Yeah, I just I never understood why she kept trying to be pop. I'm like, girl, like you actually like, can we, we, rap we just, half these dudes under the table. Like, what's wrong with you? If you come in and just just go hard and just rap, we'll be fine. But like they they they, they don't want to alienate their fan. They're so worried about alienating the white people. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the white fan base. <sighs> Sounds exhausting. So it's like that's what I'm trying to say. That like is you 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 it comes with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikki did release something on her Instagram. It sounds like she's back to her "I'm Nikki and I rap" ways. So hopefully that's a thing that she sticks to now that she's you know become a mom and done that whole thing. Because I'm like, you're so talented. Like, why do you just keep giving us this like starships nonsense? Like. I didn't come here for this. Like, I I remember watching the YouTube videos back when, like, she looked normal. And, you know, she didn't, she hadn't had her body done. And she was definitely looking very Trinidadian. And I'm just like, this girl got it. Like, why do you keep trying to make, like, I just couldn't understand why she kept trying to make this pop thing happen. Like, I don't want you doing songs with Ariana Grande. And just, what are you doing? Like, what, why? Why? Just, ugh. Why? And, 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 it, and it comes down to that's where the immediate money comes from. I guess the the problem is, uh, and this is where the kicker is, is that like people who don't do that, you don't need that immediate money like that. It's just a lot of long term stuff. I don't know how many um, songs that she would have that will pass the ten the, the um, time. Yeah, like yeah. the standard time, like that people will listen to five, ten years from now. I don't know how many of those songs would be that thing. Like I think I've said on this podcast before, I don't think there's a single like Nicki Minaj like quote unquote popular song that she's put out that I like. Like yeah, she, I like she, her she's features. A, she's a good features. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I like her features, and I like some of her like independent random throwaway songs that she's put out. But like the stuff that she's put out like on albums and as singles, I'm just like, girl, girl. I no, I don't want to hear it. I no, I just don't like it. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, she released something. Like she was playing something in the backdrop of her um, of a video she posted on Instagram on I think New Year's Day. So hopefully that means that she's coming back with the bars and she's gonna stop this starships pop thing and she's just gonna be a rapper because I don't have time. Because you know what it is. 
I, I think she also wanted to be a singer at some point. So it's like, I feel like she's trying to rap and make the sing thing happen at the same time. No, girl, you got to pick one. No, you don't have to pick one, but just keep it in the same vein. You don't have to pick one. Or just sing under an alter ego, girl, but don't. Don't don't try to give me just, these 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 things can, together. You, you can sing and rap, and like it will be under the same in in the same vein. Like like I like for instance, and like I said, Drake did the same thing. All his albums are a combination of rapping and singing. Yes, but like, like just that's just, what he's been giving us from the jump. Yeah, just give us a full rap album, then give us a free R and B album. Sure, whatever. Just just something that doesn't offend me. So, but like, yeah, like, but like I said, like they, they don't want to alienate their fan base. And I think that, like I said, that is what the, um, the issue is. And like I said, if they don't want to, they, they don't have to. I'm, I'm, I am nobody. I, right. I, 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 do, not sign, I, I do not sign their paychecks. They can Correct. do what they want. Correct. But understand that like it comes with something. Agreed. 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 <laughs> Agreed. I agree with you. That is correct. Correct. I'm not sure if you look over Drake's career in five, ten years, if it's going to be as great as people th- like. They can look at his run and say he, he he made a lot of hits. He stayed on the charts for a long time. But I don't know if they're gonna look at his albums and songs the same way. But like, I'm not sure. Like Drake has like a strong fan base, so right. I, I I can't say that fully. Right. I mean, Charlemagne apparently said earlier this week that the Drake reign is over. Yeah, it's coming to a close. I, I don't. When he says over, I don't mean it's like he's cut, but I don't think it's going to be as strong as it as, used to be. As it used to be, which I mean, it's possible. I guess we'll see when he releases the project, and we'll we'll kind of take it from there. But it's possible. I mean, it's very hard for an artist who has been like the top person for ten years plus to really keep that going for a long period of time. I mean, especially if he's kind of given us the same kind of stuff he's always given us, then, you know, I, I could, I could kind of see Charlemagne's um, point of view. If he's doing something a little different and it comes across authentically, then that's a different story. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to hear any more hotline bling kind of, kind of things from Drake at this juncture, but that's just me being a mid thirties individual. Maybe the people that are 10 years younger than me have a different viewpoint. So yeah, that's 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 that on that. Uh, so yeah, we definitely want to hear your opinions about this. Um, uh, so or you know, you know your thoughts, any anything you want to share, because um, you know me and Mark are just two people with two viewpoints. You know, you guys are smart too, and you know things. So um, you know, hit us up all love no fair pcast at gmail dot com. Uh, contact at all love no fair pcast.com and then it's all love no fair p1 on twitter and all love no fair podcast on instagram i believe i think i said that right all right so with that being said let us move on to uh artist spotlight so our artist this week is a young lady by the name of stout s-t-o-u-t uh, Stout is a church girl, uh, born and raised in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, she grew up in the church, in the Apostolic Church specifically. Um, then she moved on uh, from participating in local uh, church-related productions and things like that. Uh, and she became a backup vocalist for Alicia Keys in the early 2000s, like 03 to 06. 
then she, you know, she went on tour with Alicia and she was able to sing with and for a lot of big artists like Usher, Missy Elliott, uh, John Mayer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she debuted her album um, in 2015. Uh, it was called Awakened and it was actually under her former name, Denise Renee, because um, I think that's her like birth name. Uh, and she, uh, went on in 2016 to, uh, work with Childish Gambino. She's been on the Jimmy Fallon show, Radio City Music Hall, the Grammys. Uh, she, uh, in 2017 joined a group called Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. And I guess that's where the name Stout came from, like being part of that group. Um, in 2018, she released her debut single under her new name Stout called Queen, um, and she's been, you know, out and about in these streets performing, uh, you know, LA, Italy, she's all over the place. Um, I actually found out about her again through, uh, the Terrell Grice show. Um, he's the guy that came up with song association and he has all these awesome people on there. And I heard of her from that show. So, um, she's great. She does vocal training for people. Uh, so yeah, just go on her website, stout and the And it's like all her informations and things on there. So you can go, uh, find out about her and what she's doing out there in the streets. And, um, yeah, so we're going to play the song, under by stout uh get into it get your life okay
Word. Sing down, Miss Stout. Sing down. And like when you go look her up, you see she's just like a chocolate, natural haired beauty. And that lady is 40 whole years old. It has like a 21 year old. I'm not even mad. I'm like, you know what, sis? Serve these looks. Let the girls know that you can be a baddie and talented and be putting out music and getting to it at any age. Okay? Because when I heard that she was 40, I said, ooh, 40. I said, oh my. She looks great. Just great. Super talented. Love her music. Love her voice. And on the Terrell Rice show, she just gives you all the range. Okay? So just go watch that. It'll bless you. Um, so moving on to this week in random. This week in random. Yeah. So we're going to try to move through this because things happen, but not a lot. But like I said, some things happen. So um, did you hear about Soho Karen? Who is Soho Karen? So, um, in an arts, in a, oh, child, my talking is all messed up. In on December twenty sixth, in the Arlo Hotel in Soho, New York City, um, Keon Harold, the son of Keon Harold Senior, who's like a Grammy winning trumpeteer, um, who's well known in the music industry, they were in the hotel lobby, and this young lady uh, who has now been identified as uh, I don't remember her name and I don't care, but she's twenty two. Um, look, all right, let me see if I can find a girl name. It's Priscilla somebody. No, no, no. Who, who cares? But basically, cares? he was in the hotel lobby minding his business. Her name is Mia, Mia Ponsetto. Uh, she was minding her business. He was minding his business. And uh, she accused him of stealing her cell phone. And she basically, like, chased him, tackled him to the ground, and, like, basically assaulted him. Come to find out, she left her cell phone in the Uber and the driver came back a few minutes later and gave her back the phone. But for some reason, she randomly accused this 14 year old black kid of stealing her phone and she physically assaulted him. So, you know, it kind of you saw the video of it kind of escalated. And, you know, people were saying, you know, the only reason that it didn't go any further, like when the cops came was because like. You know, the father was, you know, a, a semi-famous person, whatever, whatever. So now they've gone ahead and found out where she is. Apparently, and apparently she's done this before. Her and her mom would like to get drunk and go to hotels and act up. Because um, they did it apparently at a hotel in California uh, a couple months ago. So, um, yeah. So that's that story's developing. We're trying to see if she's going to get arrested because she did physically assault that young man. And, uh cause him uh bodily harm so uh they are looking to charge her with a battery on a police officer in the california case and then for the one here in new york where she attacked that young man um she's the potential charges she's facing include assault grand larceny and attempted robbery um i don't understand why these people just be just jumping on black people and just feeling like they can attack us and just accuse us of stuff. And just like, I just girl, that, that little boy was minding his business. Like, why would you, why were you bothering him? It's like, get you a find my phone app or something. Like, just do something. Did you try to call the phone? Like, I'm trying to understand how she arrived at this young man stole her phone when she had been inside that hotel lobby for three seconds. Like, how, like, did you not retrace your steps and be like, well, where was I before? When was the last time I had my phone? What was that? Like, I'm trying to figure out how she arrived at this young man stole my phone. Because it doesn't seem like it was that long from when she got out of the Uber to when the Uber came back and was like, hey, you left your phone. So I don't know if she was under the influence or if she was drunk or if she just racism just got the best of her. But, um, yeah, this y'all got to stop this. 
Traumatized that poor boy for no reason over something that he. I promise you that boy was minding his business. He don't know you or your phone, <laughs> and you just you just came over here with the nonsense. I hope they arrest her. She goes to somebody's jail for a very long time because I don't have time for it. No, thank you. No, get out of here. <sighs> and speaking of Karens, I didn't even have this on the docket, but speaking of Karens, as you all well know, I am an unofficial ambassador for the great nation of Barbados. And the Karens have come to my country with their COVID and want to complain. So Barbados is now under lockdown for the next seven days and probably will be for some time because the tourists coming in from the UK and the United States that felt like, oh, in my country, they're doing masks and things. I'm going to come to this other country and I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm going to do whatever I want, even though I know that there's like 35 variants of COVID out there. I'm just going to come and do whatever and expose all these black people who are just trying to make some money to keep their country afloat and keep their families afloat and just spread my COVID everywhere. So now these people have come. They did some bus crawl, going to all the bars and stuff that, you know, the tourists frequent and uh, many of which are white owned. And uh, they didn't spread COVID all over the place. And now they got them quarantined. And there's a girl who's like tweeting her quarantine uh, experience, which A, is illegal. And B, um, girl, you live in, in like a hotel and they're making food for you. And you're quarantined for a couple of days. I guess they got to pay for the hotel that they're in. And she's like, I don't have money for this. And it's like, well, girl, Barbados is an expensive island. Don't come there with, with your brokey self. Okay. Don't do that. If you're a brokey, go go to Jamaica. No shade to Jamaica, but it's just cheaper to go there. Go to one of them countries where your dollar can go a lot further. Barbados is not that place. Um, but it's I'm just infuriated by the fact that tourism is the main way that a lot of these islands make money. And the fact that these tourists would be so just callous and careless to come there knowing they have COVID or knowing that they've been exposed to COVID and not following the protocols that they should have been aware of before their plane ever touched the tarmac at Grantley at Grantley Adams International Airport to like get yourself together like this one girl who was on Love Island which is like a popular British reality show her boyfriend who she came with got COVID and she was trying to leave the island so the islander the Barbados people they don't play about the COVID like they will lock you up in jail for six months and give you a fine so that's basically what's getting ready to happen to her and it's going to be getting ready to happen to a lot of these tourists who came here and willfully spread COVID despite the mandatory quarantine um, establishments that were put in place. The Cayman Islands just arrested some girl for doing the same thing and Barbados is following suit. Let me tell y'all something. Um, white people, white people, do not come to them islands thinking that it's a, it's a for play play, okay? Them police officers move different. They don't care nothing about none of that. They will arrest you. They will put you down to the jail and they will sleep well at night because what you're not getting ready to do is come there and disrespect the whole situation. You may have owned the country once colonizer, but you don't anymore. So come here and act like you have some respect. Don't don't be don't be coming up here thinking that you own something because you don't. Yes, we need your money in a sense, because tourism is our primary source of uh, economic um generation in the country but please understand that you can and will go down to her majesty dodd's prison playing with us coming over here with your covid that being said barbados y'all should have probably stopped them flights coming in from them people a couple weeks ago because 
once they found out that there was a new strain coming from the UK, y'all should say it's been great, but y'all can't come here, British Airways. Thank you, but no thank you. So let's just do better. Let's hope that the disease, they can get it contained, they can get it under control, and it doesn't become a devastating pandemic that kills people on that very small island. All right, off my soapbox. Next thing I want to talk about. So I don't know if you heard this, but I just heard it today. So apparently 45 called up the... uh the 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 gentleman in Georgia who is in charge of the elections and it was an hour long call but I think I maybe heard like five or six minutes of the call and essentially he's telling the guy I just need you to get me 11,000 or so more votes because we won the state and uh people are out there uh shredding ballots to hide the votes that were for me and the people who made the voting machines they're coming in and taking parts out and putting parts in and they're messing with the thing and the guy is like no none of that is true you didn't win i don't understand what you're talking about and basically it goes on for an hour of him essentially begging this man slash halfway threatening him to skew the election results for Georgia's votes in his favor. And I don't know who recorded it, but thank you. Uh, And somebody sent it to the Washington Post and it's been like making the rounds all day. And it's just like, bruh, like you would, I, I, I just don't even understand as someone who faced an impeachment, why you would do something so impeachable on the phone. Cause he don't care about the leaf. He don't think so. He, I believe he actually, he really believes that he was robbed in this election. He no, really believes that. Because there was so, and like I said, there were so many things. <laughs> There's so many ways of like, so many nonsense ways of um, people doing Because Because like what he's saying is, I got 70 million votes. I got more votes than most people got. got like he, he went with the top votes. And Joe Biden still got more votes than me. How, Sway? And he's how? like, but how? I was like, because God don't want you in office anymore. How about that? How about that? That part. I'll, I'll make it simple. God don't want you in office. That part, that part right there. That part right there. I'll make it simple for you. Right. It's very, very simple. So, so no matter how much money you get, God don't want you there, you're not there. Yeah. Like, it's canceled, homie. Just just leave gracefully. Right. Like, I, can't, I still can't get over the fact that this man will not leave gracefully. The fact that he still, to this day, has not conceded is insane to me. Um, so, you know, people are now calling for him to be put up for impeachment yet again. Um, and, you know, Nancy Pelosi barely made it back. They barely, they barely, barely got her back as a speaker. So I don't know if, you know, they're going to they gonna pursue anything or if they're just like, girl, just leave. But because uh, inauguration is, what, a mere 17 days away at the time we're recording this. So, yeah, but just hearing that call and him basically being on that phone, basically like, you know, my supporters are upset and it's going to affect your runoff election on January 5th if you don't fix this. And you know when he made this phone call? You know when he made his phone call? January 2nd. Not November 4th. Not December 1st. In the year 2020, 21, he decided to wake up and start with the foolishness. Like, he, he didn't say new year, new me. He said new year, same foolishness, let's go. <sighs> so it, sir, sir, sir. Like, the guys on the phone, like, you could tell that they was taking these long pauses. And you could tell, you know, when somebody on a phone call with somebody and people talking crazy and it just get quiet for a long time because they're just like, I can't even believe he just said that. You know, the guys was in the room like, this dude just really tried to tell me that I'm hiding something that I I don't know what I'm talking about. Because at one point he asked the guy, he was like, are you sure they're not changing out parts and shredding ballots? He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. 
I'm sure I know I know what's happening because it's my job to know what they're doing with the election like materials. So, yeah, I'm I'm correct. Like the guy, he was like, yeah, you guys don't have accurate numbers. The guy was like, yeah, I, I trust our numbers. I believe I believe they're accurate. Like even if he did somehow manage to convince them to switch the votes over, it still wouldn't make a difference. You still wouldn't have won. So I'm not sure why he keeps pressing and, and, and well, going because, on with this. Because he knows. And like that, 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 but that's the pro- That's what I'm trying to say. Like all he has to do is prove that one state was being illegal and to make all the other states feel like have justification for not letting it happen, letting it go through. Before them being like, oh, we're gonna do a full recount. Like, all it takes is one state, right? Even if he wouldn't want with that one state, all it takes is one state, right? And Georgia said, "Get off my line." That's sis. why he was tr- going hard with um, Michigan at one point. Mm-hmm. He was going hard with Pennsylvania. Like, he's like, just I just need one of y'all. Like, you I kn- just need one of y'all. You know how I know it's real? When Paul Ryan, who was like god awful, was like, "Okay, dude, you've got to relax." Paul, Paul Ryan coming out and being like, "Look, the election has happened. The electoral college has voted." Let's move on. And Paul Ryan was an awful, awful, awful person when he was there. But the fact that that guy is like, listen, all right. The fact that Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld and the other eight living secretaries of defense are like my guy. Pack it up. Like I'm trying to find I thought I had it pulled up the letter that they wrote where they were like, bro, pack it up. The votes have been counted. The people have spoken. Stop holding stuff up because you just can't accept that you lost. Like, even if he has valid points and feels like, okay, there was some malfeasance that took place. Something was done to um, to take uh, the victory away from me, even if you felt that way, at what point do you recognize that it's a losing battle and that you're not go- like the more you keep trying to pursue this, the crazier you look and it's just best to shut up, put on your big boy underwear and just say, all right, y'all got it and head out. Like the fact that it's been almost two months since the, general election took place and he's still still pushing this narrative of oh uh they did this they did that this happened like come on already come on like just move on like you're just dragging it for no real reason like just 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 oh and that's why i keep telling i'll make the announcement here once again on inauguration day Y'all better stay inside. Mm-hmm. These people wilding. Yeah, like I'm. I see them. I see the messages they sending out. They keep saying, "Do not surrender. Do not give up." And it's just like I'm, I'm telling you, watch out. Like Anna and Elsa said, "Let it go. Yeah. Let it go." Inauguration. Stay inside. Yeah, stay out. People are gonna be wilding. Mm-hmm. Listen, in the letter, I, I found the the thing. The the letter that was signed by Dick Cheney, James Mattis, Mark Esper, Leon Panetta, Donald Rumsfeld. William Cohen, Chuck Hagel, Robert Gates, William Perry, and Ashton Carter. They said, and I quote, Our elections have occurred. Recounts and audits have been conducted. Appropriate challenges have been addressed by the courts. Governors have certified the results, and the Electoral College has voted. The time for questioning the results has passed. The time for the formal counting of the Electoral College votes as prescribed in the Constitution and statute has arrived. Because I think the formal Electoral thing is happening this week so you know they're like girl just come on come on 
just move it along. Like, stop it. Stop it now. But man's man's is going to just going to ride this thing to the wheels fall off. So, yeah, like Mark said, stay inside on the 20th because folks act up. Moving on from that to some more like just random beef that doesn't make any sense anymore. I don't know if anybody has seen, but Benzino and Royce the five, nine are apparently I, I some actually, kind of beef. I, I was uh, actually going to talk about that. I just, I discovered that this week and I'm like, I don't even understand. I didn't even know these two knew each other, much less had a beef. No, no. So I don't know if everybody remembers the Benzino, Jaru, all that beef with um, Eminem and 50 Cent. So back then, right. They were going back and forth. Um, I don't know if Benzino, no, Benzino never squashed it. He just, Backed away. He was um Benzino, if you don't know, he was in charge of the Source magazine. He was in charge of all that and everything, right? Um, I think it started with Benzino saying something, right? Then after Benzino said something, Royce the Five Nine posted his music video from his recent song where Benzino sounds like sounds like uh the future with his sound. And Royce says, I don't want no problem with you, Mr. Five Mics, in the source. The streets know you dangerous when you're desperate, so ain't no telling what lengths you're willing to elevate this misunderstanding to, to put your shell back on and go do karate with the rest of the Ninja Turtles. I'm a God-fearing, peaceful, fully clothed man. Peace, gangster, peace. And he's saying fully clothed. This is in response to him, uh, uh, Benzino, doing an oiled-up shirtless video. Benzino proceeds to post on Twitter. I know for a fact my catalog is better than Royce. Somebody's set up a versus. I promise I'll destroy M's favorite house Negro. Take the challenge, Royce the Five Nine, unless you're scared. Right? Which which is hilarious because that's what is your catalog? That's what I'd like to but, find out. What catalog? I see but, booty and what? That who cares anything else? Um, That's all I know. I don't know. I don't know what else he has. Royce responds, "Y'all owe me for these laughs. I want my flowers for these historical outbursts during these trying times." He says, "This M effort done challenged me to a versus battle." He prefaced this with my catalog. Shut the noise. I better get out of town. I'm not worthy. Challenge not accepted. But big props to Icy Booty. Icy Booty. I don't think we. I don't think we even got a venue that could facilitate that massive holy Bible of art. Gave me Lennon vibes. Seeing you perform that live with the roots is like top three bucket list for me. For real, for real. Royce the Five Nine is like the biggest troll. <laughs> the biggest. The absolute biggest troll. And then um and then what's it called? And then Royce says I mean, Benzino comes back and says, did you make your massive breakfast this morning, slave boy? Which um, another one black man called another black man slave boy is ridiculous. You should yeah. get stole on just for saying that. Yeah. Which which Royce posted circling the four likes that it got. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then proceeds to say, I'm going to take your daughter to the park and let her ride the swings if you don't quit spending your whole day being a Twitter goon. She is, V-word, popping on a handstand on IG. Now go hug her and tell her she's beautiful before Drake or Trey Songz does. And this beef beef is hilarious. (laughs) And it's hilarious because it seems like Benzino's very angry and Royce is laughing. Royce thinks this whole thing is funny and is (laughs) just here for for the jokes. He's just here for the jokes. That's it. He's not not fighting anybody. Right. Royce is like, this is hilarious. He's like, like, he's not, he's like, I'm not doing a versus because that makes me look bad. (laughs) It makes me look like he's worthy of versing me and he's not, which is not. Yeah, I I just he, I don't understand. Why shouldn't do it because it makes him feel like Benzino's worthy of 
Like Benzino's not a rapper. So let's just let's just start there. We're yeah. not the same. I'm a rapper. You're not. Like what are we what are we versus battling at, honey? What? I help me understand. Walk me through it. I just Benzino just making Boston look bad. Like it's just Boston going out crazy. That's not good. It's 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 not good. But it it gets it gets more. It's, it's more. And more. then and then let's be clear. Didn't we talk about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago? What? Royce if I've not told y'all stop playing with him because apparently Fredro Starr was talking crazy and Royce was like, "Look, sir, I'm not the one or the two. Go play someplace else." So I'm like, Benzino, you didn't see that? Why you why you on this man page not playing with him? He's not the one. He's not for the play play. Leave that man alone. Why want to type Benzino in um in Google? The the largest church is Benzino's daughter. That's a stretch. The largest what? <laughs> Biggest church is Benzino's daughter. That's fine. <laughs> I wish I figured who, who that is. Yes, we'd like to know because I didn't know he had a daughter. I only knew about the son he had, but the yeah. girl that he was on love. But, um, but with. then, last part of it, Jordan Lucas joined the chat um, because I guess Jordan. I think Benzino, uh, Jordan Lucas was responding to Royce saying what's happening, and Jordan Lucas was like, "Yo, Benzino been messaging me talking about I want to do verses with me, and I don't understand what's happening hmm. <laughs> before before he messages you." So, like. What what I what I've gathered from verses is people try to people it's it's important to punch up in verses I understand that because you want to show people that whoever you're verses with I'm on the same level as this person I understand why you would do that I understand that you're not on the same level as Royce if I've done <laughs> yeah I just I, I, I want you to know I that. don't <laughs> I don't I don't know I want why you to know he would fully think we're that. nowhere close. To be on the same level as Royce to Five Nights. Child, Benzino is a walking definition of delusions of grandeur, honey. You were just you were, absolute delusions. You're nowhere close to that. It again, I'm, I'm my favorite really sure. phrase is it crack? Is it crack that you smoke? Because why do you think that you that you and Royce to Five like y'all not even in the same book chapter section of the library? Like nothing. Like yeah. y'all y'all in two I, different places. Like I'm, why would I'm, you? I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure who Royce can go against. Accurately, the reason maybe Lupe, Joe Budden, maybe maybe Lupe. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't even say that because like Royce has. You wash ma- Joe, but they can go. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe Lupe. Because I'm thinking about somebody who is like acceptable for him to go against, and like because like he doesn't have a bunch of hits, but he has fantastic songs. You know what I'm saying? Lupe wouldn't be appropriate. Because Lupe got hits. You can say whatever you want about Lupe. That's what I, that's what I said. Maybe Lupe not. Because Lupe, Lupe has a lot he of He need hits. to go against a slaughterhouse member. Joe or Joel. No, no. He'll, he'll kill all of them. I don't know if he's killing Cause, Joel. Because okay. people know, people like his songs more than everybody else. Well, I, I like Joel a lot. So I would be I would be willing to give Joel Ortiz I like, a fight. Yeah. But and that would I, but, also be a fun versus to watch. Because those well, two be fun, cause they're hilarious. are just trash talkers, which is great. Like if there was like a four way verse between all four, it'd be hilarious to watch. Big jokes, big jokes. Um, but like I like I, I don't know who will be acceptable and, and give him the, the his his just due. Yeah, I don't know. We would have to we would have to do some thinking about that. We would have to <laughs> yeah, do I don't thinking. know who would, who would give him his just due by going against him. Yeah, but I, all I have to say to Benzino is leave that Royce the Five Nine alone. Royce the Five Nine got that big petty cancer energy. And he don't have nothing but time to sit and play with you, okay? Like he's he's better now, so he's not as violent anymore. Right. He so, stopped. He so, stopped doing drugs and drinking. So and being progress. on being on YouTube with a bazooka. He stopped. Right. Doing that. Right. He's he's grown. He's grown. <laughs> he's evolved. 
And so I just think that you, with your delusions, should just leave that man alone. Okay? I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know what's on your mind. I'm not sure what's happening with you. I don't know if you have some type of midlife crisis. But I urge you, in the words of Andre 3000, reconsider. Read some literature on the subject. And ultimately, leave that man alone. Okay? Thank you. Good day. Okay. All right. Um... So speaking of rappers, um, Gucci Mane uh, and his wife welcomed their son into the world. Um, his name is Ice. Ice Davis. You know, Gucci was, you know, ice cold, burr, all that. So I guess they kept the theme going. He got rid of the ice cream on his face, but he brought it back for his son. So the son's name is Ice Davis. Very jazzy. He has a $2,000 stroller. I want to know where Gucci get all this money from. Like, legit. Cause it's not like he puts out a lot of music, but I'm just like, but where does it, where's the money coming from? What you doing, Gucci? I have questions. That's all I want to know. But shouts out to Baby Ice. Kudos, kudos to him for making it into the world. Um, so uh, did your Stimmy hit yet? Did your Stimmy hit? Are you asking me because I, I'm your husband? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I'm asking the people in general. Did the Stimmy hit? Because <laughs> oh people, people Stimmy hit this week, and you know, people people living their best life. Mine did not. Um, I feel like we probably gonna end up getting a check like we did last time because we didn't do the direct deposit. If, if they care about us, we if might, they care about us, we might, we might not. They might not. So we'll see. I'm not like banking on it. I'm not. I'm not planning my life based on it. Like if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. We'll see. I do what I do want to say about the Stimmy is stop telling people what to do with theirs. Okay. Yes, please. How about that? Because I see a lot of Rise and Grind LLC Twitter going off and telling people, take what you need to do is take that $600 and get you an LLC. First things first, do people know what an LLC does? Do people know what the point of an LLC is? Second point, LLC fees vary from state to state. So for some states, $600 might do it for you. For others, you might need a little more than $600. Yeah. Second of all... You, you're telling them to do that without a business plan, without them knowing... Right, like, why, like, you should not get an LLC just to say you have an LLC without an actual product or service or business plan or anything to offer to anybody. Get, get a business plan first. Get a business plan. Get a product. Get a, get a clearly defined product, service, uh, target market. Like, just, just have something together. Have something established before you go waste your money on legal Zoom or wherever you got to go to set up an LLC. Like, just, okay. Okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yes. Also, if people want to take their $600 and buy a PS5 or a phone do, or do whatever that. it is, they can do that too. Because you know why? That's them people business and that's them people money that ain't got nothing to do with me People like Oh I, I, I hope I don't see people Out there Standing online For Jordans Or for them thing When they get their stimulus Why are you pressed honey they can, they can do what they want. Why are you worried Also it's It's um What about yourself It's also interesting How the United the, the, Like the fact that The government tried to make sure It came out Before January 1st Means a lot also. Yeah I was like that, Oh that, that, that was that, fast that, that's a very, It's a very tax reason Yeah It's very like We want you to have this money Before tax hits yeah, because I was like, that's so, that's so that they get that money back for taxes. Yeah, like there's a reason why you got it before January first. Yeah, so kudos, shout out to those of you who got it. Those of us who waiting, may our check come swiftly. Um, but yeah, just just stop pocket watching what other people are doing. Like, stop telling people what they need to do with money that they but they that they get. Like, they people gonna do what they need to do. Some people may use it to pay bills. Some people may use it to pay down their credit card debt. Some people may just go buy a PS5, and that's okay, too. Because you know what they are? Grown and minding their business, okay? 
you should do the same. Get you some business. Get you a business. The same LLC you're trying to tell them people to get. Do you have one? Perhaps you should. But again, make sure that you have a business plan and that you have something to do with this LLC. And you're not just getting one to be part of LLC Twitter and out here bullying other people. Yeah. Thank like you. people were not talking about how, how money works at all. They're, they're giving bad advice. They're like, you put this place down for LLC, then you apply for um, a loan through the thing and then get this much money. I was like, that's not how that works. You have to have proof of product, proof of business. Proof. You have to have mad enough. Right, like they're you not just, just... You can't just apply for a loan and just get it. That's not how that works. That's not how this works. Like the government's <laughs> not giving people money for businesses, especially... That, that, that just started. Especially given the way that people scammed them loans in the first place and was out here buying Bentleys and watches and stuff like that. I'm sure they're even more... Um, uh, vigilant now with any applications that come in. So it's like, you're going to need to show some invoices, some bank statements, some actual proof that you delivered a product before they'll give you a loan. What did they give you a loan for when you just opened the LLC yesterday? For what? What are they, what are they, you haven't done anything. Your business hasn't done a single bit of business. So what would they be giving you a loan for? To do what? I, I did, hopes and dreams? Like, come on now. Cut it out. Just be smart, okay? Because again, Everybody's portion in life is not to be a business owner. That's fine. We got to we got to get away from that mindset that everybody's portion in life is to be a business owner. Because guess what? If everyone's an entrepreneur, you ain't got no workers. Because you know who does all the work that makes your business run? Workers. So especially if you want to expand and do uh, certain things and make certain numbers, you need workers. And so if everybody's an entrepreneur, then we don't have workers. So then everybody just has a bunch of LLCs and no money, which is stupid. So, you know, just something to think about. Just like simple math, simple math, simple, simple logic, simple common sense. But y'all, y'all go off. OK, be blessed. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Nope, that is it. OK, so just with new music, a few things came out towards the end of the year, like Christmas Day. Um, I know J.J. Hirston put put out an album if you're into gospel music. J.J. Hirston of My Hallelujah Belongs to You fame. Uh, he put out an album. What's it called? The J.J. Hairston album? Oh, I'll check it right now. Yeah, Mark was listening to it before. Um, so that came out if you're looking for like... Not holding back. Not holding back, yes. So if you're looking to like get your life right in this new year, get closer to God, get you some gospel music to jam with in the morning when you do your devotionals and your walks or whatever, get into that. Um, um, my, 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 my good friend, um, he has a, a album. If you look up Scandalous, um, the album's name is Scandalous, Got That Fire. It's just some hip hop, straight lyrics and words. And Mars. Bars. Mars. <laughs> um, it's a friend of mine. Um, support him, please. Yeah, support Scand- the black man. Scandalous Got That Fire, Volume One. Word. It's on the it's on the streaming platform. It, it, it was a re-release from I think like three years ago. Oh, okay. But um, he just released it like officially on the streaming platform. Like he released it on like SoundCloud before, mm-hmm. but now he's released it on the streaming platforms January first. So just support it. It is good music though. I wouldn't steal you wrong. He would not. Um, Tank also put out an album on Christmas Day, A Gift and a Curse. Chef G put out an album, Proud of Me Now. Playboy Cardi put out an album, Whole Lot of Red. Uh, people are into Playboy Cardi. I'm not one of the people, but people are. So I don't want to. Depl- depl- uh, I don't want to stop the people from knowing about the things that they're into. That came out on the t- on Christmas. What Playboy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the ones I looked up came out. Um, the end of the year and uh, Jasmine Sullivan is supposed to be coming this month I think next week Jasmine Sullivan is supposed to be coming 
And Drake is supposed to be coming this month as well. So I'm excited for both because Jasmine Sullivan been singing now. Okay. Her whole life. Okay. I'm ready. Um, and the Drake, I'm just curious to see what he does. Um, see if it's going to be the same old, same old, or if he coming with that new, new ish. So yeah. Um, that was it for the new music. Uh, anything else? Anything else on your mind? Anything else you saw? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, nope, that is no? it. All right. Well, you know what? Let us go ahead and pack this thing up. Take it home. Um, thank you so much for joining us for the first podcast of 2021. We have three more episodes left of season three, and then we will be taking a break. We taking a break. Taking a break. Hey, taking a break. Taking a break. Word. So. Thank y'all so much once again. And until next time, we We bid bid you adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check us out. It's the All Love Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast, Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.